Leslie's is bringing back Pro Days. Leslie's Pro customers can take advantage of chemical early buys, liquid subscription services in selected markets, and the newly launched Relager Rewards program. Ask your local store or salesperson to learn more. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of this podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. If you live anywhere on the West Coast, you know that we are in drought conditions here. The drought's been going on for several years, and I think this year is going to be one of the worst years as far as regulations and the drought in our region. I'm going to go over how the drought will affect the pool industry and what you should be telling clients about how the drought affects their swimming pool. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. If you were doing pool service in 2012 all the way up through 2016, And anywhere in the western region, California in particular, there was a huge amount of drought restrictions put in place because it was a pretty bad drought back then. Probably this one is a little bit worse than that one. So I feel that there's going to be a lot more restrictions put in place. And if this year is anything like it was back in 2012, 2013, 14, there's going to be a lot of confusion out there about what can be done with the pool, what's acceptable. Back then, Around 2015, I think it was, you couldn't drain a pool in most of the cities that I service, so acid washes were out of the question. Changing the water was pretty much out of the question. That's when that bioactive cyanuric acid reducer became really popular. It was pretty much the peak of the drought here in California. We weren't able to drain the pools down to balance them out, to get all the junk out of there. And so basically our hands were tied by the state. And no one really wanted to drain their pool anyway because they felt like it was impacting the environment too much. And the way they would control that is just by adding penalties to the water usage. And so if you drain the pool, normally, let's say you drained the 15,000-gallon pool last year or the year before, you would pay maybe 150 for the water in my area. But back in the drought-restricted time, there was penalties, and that would make draining that pool three or $400 or maybe even more. So that wasn't done back then because of that reason. And I think we're heading that way in this year. This summer, there may be restrictions on draining pools down. So don't be surprised if you can't do acid washes like we were limited back in 2015 and 16 in that regard. And you may not be able to do kind of full drains and acid washes without the customer really feeling it in their wallet with some steep penalties from the water company. Water is going to be more expensive. And water used to be the cheapest quote-unquote chemical you can add to your pool, but now it's not, of course. And so there are things you're going to have to put into place in your service business and in your own personal residential pool that will help prevent the need to drain the pool. And I think the number one thing you can do to make the water quality better without draining it is to reduce your reliance on 3-inch trichlor tablets. You don't want to use 3-inch trichlor tablets as your primary sanitizer anymore mainly because half of the weight of the tablet is cyanuric acid. If you're not able to do a partial drain or a complete drain anymore because of drought restrictions, the cyanuric acid level getting to a certain point is going to be prohibitive to your pool care or the quality of the water. 
and it's going to make maintaining that pool, in another words, very difficult. So I would say 3-inch tricolor tablets can be used sparingly, but it should not be your primary sanitizer. I would say go with Calhypo or liquid chlorine over the tricolor tablets. Then you want to use less tablets and add less cyanuric acid to the water in that regard, and that way you eliminate the need to drain the pool. And hopefully in a year or two, the drought will break. Usually it's a four or five year cycle. And then we get an El Nino event. That's what they call it here when we get a lot of rain. And this will break the drought. But it may be a little bit longer. Who knows? But the tablet usage is one of the primary reasons why it's hard to maintain the pool. As the cyanuric acid rises in the pool, it makes it much harder to achieve a free chlorine level that's going to be effective without putting tons of chlorine in the pool. For example, if you follow anything that Bob Lowry wrote about or talked about, his cyanuric acid, the free chlorine level, has been pretty much adopted in the industry by those in the know. I believe that it's a valid way of calculating the free chlorine level. So if you have 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid in the pool, for example, that means you're going to have to keep the free chlorine level at 7.5 parts per million, which is a lot of chlorine in some cases, and depending on the pool size. And therefore, the less cyanuric acid you put in the pool, the lower the free chlorine level you can keep in the pool, And the reason why that's important is because if you have a pool with a cyanuric acid level of 100 parts per million, and you don't keep it at 7.5 parts per million, that chlorine is not going to be effective. So even at 5 parts per million, you're going to get algae in the pool. You're going to have maybe bacteria that's not affected by the chlorine. So these are all factors you have to to think about when you have a pool with high cyanuric acid. So I would put the 3-inch tablets on the back burner and use liquid chlorine and calhypo going forward as the primary way to sanitize the pool and raise that free chlorine level. And this can be done effectively. Maybe it's not something that you want to do because of the higher cost of the chlorine, but it's something that's still nonetheless effective. And you may just want to move away from, you know, the traditional chlorine products and go with a saltwater generator. It's a pretty big expense, so I don't know if you want to go that direction or not. But the bottom line is there has to be something done with the trichlor tablet usage to prevent the need to drain the pool partially or completely going forward in the regions where there's going to be some pretty major drought restrictions. On the flip side, I remember very vividly that the customers would not want to fill their pool up because they thought they were hurting the environment or wasting water. So it was a constant battle to keep the pools looking halfway decent. They would keep the pool level extremely low and not want to fill the pool up. So I think one aspect of your job that you may have neglected in the past is that you are their teacher, you're their professional. If you go to a mechanic and he tells you something's wrong with your car, it's not you or your job, I should say, to kind of ask him, well, are you sure that's the problem? And I, you know, I looked on Google and this is what I found. These are all kind of things that would probably irritate your mechanic. And I think most people trust their mechanic when they say you need to replace this doohickey because this is what's causing that noise in the car. You don't question him because he's the expert in his field. In the same way, you're the expert in your field. So when the customer says, I don't want to fill my pool up to the, you know, the area where you told me to, which is halfway up the skimmer, because it's wasting water and, you know, the evaporation rate in the area is like one inch every week. And therefore, if I fill it up to that point, I'm actually wasting water as it evaporates. So I'm going to keep it a little bit lower. And, you know, that's going to be perfectly fine. Well, the problem is when they keep it lower, the pool is just not going to function properly with low water in there or constant low water in there. You may have the situation where the skimmer turns off and the main drain is activated. So there's zero skimming action happening on the surface of the pool. And that pool looks terrible, by the way, in that case. 
and it may be low enough to where the equipment's not running properly, so it may be sucking air during the week or not even functioning during the week, all because they don't want to add water to the pool because they feel like they're impacting the environment or they're going to get some kind of penalty for adding too much water. So again, it's your job to educate them of how much water actually it takes to fill the pool up when they turn on the garden hose to fill the pool up, you know, how much water is actually being used there. And you can go on Google. This is a chance for you to go on Google yourself and just Google some stats and then write these down somewhere. Like, for example, if you have if you water your lawn and you have four stations running for three and a half minutes a day, that particular day you use 240 gallons of water in those four stations. The sprinkler irrigation system uses a lot of water. And that's why the first thing you're going to hear whenever the governor gets on there and says, we're going to restrict watering to one day a week. That's because he knows and everyone knows that the, maybe he doesn't know personally, but his advisors told him that the irrigation system is probably the number one waster of water out there. And if you think about it, having four stations, which is pretty much a typical lawn with planters running for three and a half minutes a day using 240 gallons of water, that's a lot of water being used by your irrigation. If you ever had a sprinkler head pop off and you saw the gusher of water coming up, that's a lot of water going through the irrigation system for sure. And a lot of people have broken sprinklers and you have that water gushing out. So you're probably using even more than 240 gallons in that short period of time. The average shower is eight minutes long and you use about 20 gallons of water. So you're figuring about two and a half gallons of water per minute is the average amount of water that comes out of someone's shower or hose spigot into the pool or fill line. And in that case, if you're going to fill the pool for 15 minutes, you're going to use about 38 gallons of water. It's not a huge amount of water. It's one of those optical illusions where since the pool, when you look at it, you kind of have this flat horizontal, flat Stanley effect on it. And you can see like the water filling up and you can see it going up barely a little bit as you're turning on the water. And this kind of makes the customer think that they're using a ton of water to raise the water one inch in the pool. When in reality, you're only using 38 to 40 gallons in 15 minutes, which is not a lot of water. And it's just that effect that the pool is so large that they can't see it happening. And it just seems like you're just putting tons and tons of water in there. But that's not the case. And if you fill it normally on occasion when you're supposed to fill it and don't let it get down like three inches, you're not going to be using a lot of water to refill it at that point. And I think that's one of the things that you're going to have to really let your customer know that keeping the pool at the right level is important. And it's, I know it's a drought year and I know we have to cut back on water, but your pool just will not operate correctly unless you keep the proper water level in the pool and keep that pool running. You're going to use a lot more money in chemicals. You're going to charge the customer for any kind of shocking of the pool when the pool has been off for four days because the pump lost its prime. And they may experience really high equipment replacement costs. And I would emphasize that to the customer that if this pool water runs low and your pool pump burns out, I would congratulate them on saving the environment. However, you're going to give them a bill for $1,400 for a new pump. And this is going to make their day for sure. So let them know that the equipment can be damaged by letting the pool water run low and that they could there could be a hefty bill all because they didn't want to waste water and conserve water. And by filling your pool every week, you're not wasting water. You're actually protecting your investment, which is your pool. You're making the pool look really good. And you're going to prevent maybe draining the pool in the future because of really bad water quality issues by adding a lot of shock and chemicals to rebalance that pool. 
So you're going to make the problem worse just by not adding water. So adding the water to the pool to maintain the proper water level is definitely a key thing that you have to get across to the customer. Drought year or not a drought year, keeping the water level in the pool is critical. We don't have too many sand filters in my area, but sand filters are a huge waste of water. I think the average sand filter will put out anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 gallons of water because you're backwashing it every two or three weeks and you're backwashing it for one or two minutes and all that water is leaving the pool, of course, and this over the period of a whole year will use like 2,000 to 3,000 gallons of water, which is a lot of water to be wasted just by expelling it from the sand filter. One thing that you could sell to your customers, and I really recommend this on a cartridge and a sand filter only, I wouldn't recommend this on a D filter because it kind of interferes with adding D to the pool, but a water coat multi-cyclone, and I think the one that you should really be looking at is the Leslie's JMC-16. It's made by Waterco, branded for Leslie's. Again, that's the JMC-16. Comes with a two-year warranty at Leslie's. It's a nice tan color, so it'll go great with the Pentair equipment and most of the equipment pads in my area. And it's really effective. It'll remove 80% of the dirt before it gets to the sand filter. And therefore, you don't have to backwash your sand filter nearly as much. And their literature says you're going to save... 2,500 gallons of water a year because you just actually have to open up that port on the multi-cyclone to drain some water out for maybe, you know, a minute or so. And it drains very little water, maybe two or three gallons. And then you're good to go. Since it, since it picks up 80% of the dirt, it's a great way to cut down on backwashing your sand filter. The problem with it on a D filter is that you can't add D directly into the skimmer unless you have a bypass. Now, if anyone's interested in the bypass, I have a mock-up of it that I made, and you can email me at david at swimmingpoollearning.com, and I'll send you the mock-up of the multi-cyclone, and the Waterco multi-cyclone, or the JMC-16 uh, multi-cyclone, and you can see how you can put a bypass valve in there. So if you do want to install it in a D-filter, the bypass valve is something that they were going to make and come out with on the market, but I think all the part shortages just short-circuited that because one part you're going to need is a valve to turn, of course, the water from the cyclone to bypass that device. And those valves were used up in Texas last year when they had their deep freeze. And so they just put it on the shelf, never made the bypass for it, which is a shame because with a D-filter, you're going to definitely need that bypass. But not getting too off course here, I definitely think selling a multi-cyclone to your customer who has a cartridge or a sand filter, the cartridge filter, you're not going to save anything as far as water goes because you, you're not going to, well, technically you will because you're not going to clean it as often. But as far as, you know, visual water loss, like backwashing, the sand filter is probably the biggest consumer of water out there as far as filter types go. But the cartridge filter can really benefit from having the multi-cyclone on there too because then you'll have less dirt going in there meaning less cartridge cleanings theoretically with the cartridge filter. So you can save water that way for the customer. I just like the devices. I think they do a great job of picking up the dirt and really reducing the filtration load on the filter. And I have one here that I'm going to do a follow-up video on, installed at a pool. And I haven't drained out the multi-cyclone in about four or five months now. And you're going to see all the dirt that's just been picked up from the surface of the pool basically, because there's a robotic pool cleaner, nothing gets vacuumed into it. And so the dirt that's in there is actually from the pool surface, from the dust settling on it and going into the filter 
are going in, trying to go into the filter, but the cyclone trapped it. So it's definitely a great device. You're going to see the results in that video. But again, it's a great way to save water with the sand filter. But going back to the original part of this podcast about the drought, it's here. It's probably not going to go away for a long time. And so there are things that you're going to have to do. Educating the customers is number one, that filling the pool is not using a ton of water. It's like taking an eight or 10 minute shower. Not a big deal. It needs to be filled to maintain itself. I think the builders are the ones that are going to be most affected by this. Right in about 2016, when the drought was really, it looked like it was going to go on for another year. They were going to restrict pool building and things like that. And you had to get water trucked in. There was all kinds of weird things on, you know, the on the table for the industry back then. And then in 2017, I think we got a huge amount of rain and it just wiped that all away. But there's a chance that this could happen again. And so if you're a pool builder, I would be a little nervous about the restrictions that they may implement on building pools because for some reason they think that filling a pool up once is a huge waste of water. And I think one of the great things that came out of the drought here in California was that the pools got a lot smaller, which for a service professional, you like the small pools. They're great. And a lot a lot more of these smaller pools were built in the last five years because of the drought than probably ever before. So I love the small pools. And if the drought's going to make them shrink their pools down again, I definitely think it's well worth it. Small pools are definitely something that I like servicing. Big pools, not so much. And so if you're advising someone who wants to get a pool built, just tell them to put in an 8,000, 10,000 gallon pool and call it a day. And you'll make your future pool service guy very happy. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. And on the banner, click on that podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I recorded. And then if you're interested in enhancing your business, consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.